0: Welcome back to GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is Alan Cox, and here's a bit about Alan. He has an amazing background. Alan is an entrepreneur who has suffered decades of poor mental health. Alan had setback after setback, including coming close to losing his life in the Christ Church. Earthquake. Alan has hit rock bottom multiple times and made numerous attempts on his own life, but he's managed to bounce back with an incredible story of resilience and recovery. From which we can all learn. Alan has now devoted his life to improving the well being of millions of people around the world. A crucial part of this mission is Alan's impact business, Ever Yellow, who who have created a fascinating mental fitness app that is getting great results for those who use it. Alan believes that a thriving mindset is accessible to all of us and it's for an easier to get than we might realize. And without further ado, let's welcome Alan Cox.
1: Hello, it's um, wonderful to be here, Genesis. I'm quite excited.
0: Thank you so much, Alan, because you are tuning in all the way from New Zealand. So this is amazing.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's, a, lov- it's a lovely place to tune in from.
0: And today, Alan, we're going to talk about changing the mental health narrative from darkness to aspirational, as well as weaving in mental fitness what is it and why it's important. So let's talk about your personal background, because I want to know what was it like for you to grow up in in New Zealand? What are some of the things that stuck with you that left an impact in order to get you to where you are now? And then we'll dive into the other pieces later on.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, well, um, I might live in New Zealand now. I've been here for 20 years or a bit more than that, but I actually grew up in the southeast of England. Um, And, um, yeah, my childhood, I guess, uh, would be best described as um, difficult and lonely. Um, um, You know, thinking back to you know uh that time and now now that I know what I know um you know what when you're when you're you know very young and growing up um you are very much a product of your environment right and um you know um I you know I, I don't kind of blame my mother kind of thing and my parents but you know they they had their own challenges and um You know, my mum had her own uh, health problems and that what um, what that resulted in is is me kind of um, having quite a lot of, you know, somewhat abusive and traumatic experiences at a very, very early age. Um, And you kind of I guess you kind of just grow up thinking, you know, what is you know this is this is normal and normal isn't great you know and um, yeah I remember you know going through school and um, uh, partially you know really being a bit of a misfit to be honest and and sometimes uh, to get noticed you know I would do silly things you know and get into trouble um, but you know yeah just. Um, no nobody talks about mental health and stuff at that age and um and that that's how my life was
0: and do you feel like you growing up in that environment because we know that sometimes our parents do what they think is best when in actuality they're not seeing it from our vantage point and we are just trying to learn and grow while still being respectful to our parents do you think that that weighed on you heavy when it came to the mental health aspect
1: yeah um well I guess I guess one of the reasons I um find it somewhat difficult to answer questions about my childhood and you know what what I think my parents did is to be honest I actually remember very little of it you know um um, you know I I think some of my earliest memories that I can remember would be you know when I'm you know eight nine ten you know it's almost like um, maybe the trauma of whatever came before then is kind of almost blocked out that part of my life. But um, re- really, I, j- I just don't. I think it was. I think it was partly generational. You know, like my um, my mum and my dad both uh, were brought up by parents in that you know post-war. Uh, era of you know um, you know I guess their their parents would have had a a hell of a lot of trauma that they were uh, covering up um, and that passes on to them and 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 you know I think they probably to some degree mimicked what their parents did and um, I, I also think that at that time there was probably very, very little education or narrative around about good parenting, you know. Um, I'm very, very fortunate that when, you know, um, my my eldest child is like 23 now, and, you know, I, I think that kind of era of being interested in reading books about what is the best way to bring up your child is, is actually fairly new and I, I honestly think that my parents you know I you know I don't mean this in a bad way I don't think they've really thought about good parenting you know you, you had you had a kid and you went to work so you could put food on the table and it, it kind of felt like that was pretty much it
0: And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that and I really um, appreciate you just being as open as you can about the subject matter because it is it is hard. So it's so important um, that you share that because there may be somebody that will resonate with what you just said, Alan. And I want you to talk about how do you necessarily change the mental health narrative from darkness to aspirational, because we know that with mental health, there's a lot of stigmas around it. There are some negative stigmas, and there's some positive stigmas. And people don't always want to address the elephant in the room, because they don't want certain labels to be attached to them. When in actuality, I feel like everyone deals with some form of mental health, whether it's you know, very entry level, or whether it's deep diving. And me, myself, I've had my share out of being a victim of bullying at a young age that caused my mental health to suffer in some areas.
1: Yeah. um, So as long as I can remember, and I I think this is still true today, um, when when we hear anything about mental health in the media or anywhere, um, it's it's pretty much universally um, connected with poor mental health, right um, you know i i even I even hear professional people in the mental health sphere that will say something like yeah i'm i'm dealing with some people with mental health right and and i kind of like think what are you saying because like everyone has mental health and it's either it's either um poor good or great right and it's 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 just the same as um any other aspects of your, you know, it's it's a bit like your digestive health, right? You know, is it, imagine if somebody said to you, "Oh yeah, um, Fred over there's got he's got digestive health," and you'd probably think, "Oh well, that's that's good, right?" You know, <laughs> we all have that. But when you when when we hear about uh, mental health, all of the all of the focus, all of the narrative. Points straight to there's something wrong, and that's the narrative that we need to change. What what we need to change what we need to change the narrative to, is one where um, understanding that mental health is something that we all have, and it is a wide spectrum. And by having really good mental health, actually unlocks. All opportunity right and and that and that's the major that's the major opportunity we have here um, both at an individual level and also for you know for schools organizations for societies is that if we change the narrative of mental health as being a creator of opportunity and um a sweeping away of barriers to opportunity um, I think it takes on a whole new meaning Um, you know if you if you was to just to kind of put it in simple terms if you if you think of um, our mental health as being on a spectrum between I'm I'm drastically oversimplifying things here but if generally speaking and I'm not I'm not talking about people with say, diagnosed mental illnesses like schizophrenia or something like that, right? I'm talking about general mental health. Let's just say you have a spectrum of one to ten, right? Where one is you're you're practically suicidal, maybe. Ten, you're floating off the floor and you're more enlightened than the the Dalai Lama, right? The the reality is, right, um, and... Um, so, so the reality is, and we, and we have data for, on this, right? Um, most people, about sixty percent of people, are in just that middle zone of five to six, right? And about twenty percent of people are um, in in the in the lower zone, um, and only twenty percent of people are kind of good or very good, right? And while while that You know, if you if you kind of depending on if you're a glass half full person or or the other, um, you might look at that quite depressingly and think, oh my god, everyone's only a five point whatever or five to six. I actually look at that and think, wow, what an amazing opportunity if we've if we've managed to do all of the great things we've done on this planet when everyone is only a five to six or most people are a five to six. Just imagine what we could do, right, as, as a society if everyone shifted up a bit. And that's why we need to change the narrative. You know, um, um, the, the other part of that is, is that when, when we talk in such binary terms in terms of you're either, you're either mentally unhealthy or you're healthy, once once you once you like again just using those numbers if you're like about a two to three you're kind of in quotes mentally unhealthy right you you, know, you probably need to go and see the doctor once you go over to say three and a half four you're healthy right but you're far from optimal right and that's the other problem with the current narrative is that like once just because you're not mentally unwell that doesn't mean it's job done so there's 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 literally the vast majority of humanity is simply languishing and they they're kind of just stuck on this treadmill of life they don't they don't feel that they have The courage or the self uh, sense of self worth that they can, you know, um, educate themselves to get a better job or to stand up to their boss or or their partner or whatever, whatever those things are, you know, like I, you know, I'd really love to learn guitar, but I'm not good enough, you know. Well, yes, there's all those, you know.
0: So I would say, all the Misnomers and the assumptions and the external factors can really weigh in and affect someone's mental health. And I feel like the fact that in society they think about mental health at a surface level, but they never actually dig deep to uncover what is mental health? What is the RCA? What is the root cause analysis? Is a person really suffering with mental health? Or maybe they experience a life circumstance that caused them to feel this way, but they're not necessarily dealing with a mental health crisis. And just understanding where that individual is, and not necessarily putting that individual on a spectrum, because they are seeing certain tendencies that that individual is doing. We need to really peel the layers of the onion back and understand and unless we fully understand what that human being is going through then we are not going to be able to adequately and effectively help that individual because we are only seeing it from one vantage point and focal point exactly, you
1: agree? exactly, right. exactly right and and i i think also the um the other the other kind of um big part of the narrative around mental health that we need to um try and adopt is 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 we need to talk- we need to kind of educate people that it's something that they need to take ownership of right and and there's kind of two parts to that um one just like physical fitness right um we we don't think of physical fitness as um I will will go to the doctor or someone to help us get fit, right? You you know you know that you have to put the time in, you have to put the effort in, right? And um, and, 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 and and secondly, um, you know, f- for however wrong it might be, the reality is, and as far as i can as as far as i can predict i think the reality will be the same for decades to come is that there will never be enough therapists that are accessible to us right there, there's just not enough of them they they cost too much money i'm you know, I'm I'm far from kind of destitute, right? When I, f- I consider myself very fortunate, but I can't, I can't, I can't afford to go and see a therapist. You know, 180 dollars an hour. You know, there's there's much better things I need to spend that money on. Um, so I guess with that reality in mind, however hard it might be, we we need to we need to kind of start to um generate this narrative about look you, it's something that you need to own, you know, you, you, it's something you need to start um, you know consciously working on, um, just like your physical fitness or your you know physical health.
0: I completely agree because I like to say your health is equivalent to your wealth. If you are not taking appropriate actions, How do you extend or expect to see the results if you're not willing to put in the work? And Alan, I know that you are a mental health change maker. So how did you get to that point after dealing with your own struggles of life circumstances? What was your aha moment or breaking point that opened your eyes and took the blinders off to make you realize there's something that Alan needs to do for Alan in order for me to leave the imprint that I want to use to drive an impact. In order for me to be the world changer that I desire to be,
1: um, I think. I think there's kind of two two critical points there. First of all, there was there was the kind of what was the aha moment in my own recovery and then there was another kind of aha moment in me doing something for the planet kind of thing and I'll take take the first one um I I had um as you said at the beginning I'd not I'd not long um had quite a close um close to death experience in the uh, Canterbury earthquakes and it was very traumatic um, i i I ended up having a major mental breakdown um, and you know i I, di- I didn't even know what a mental breakdown was before to be honest um, and I didn't even know that there was kind of a a scale of mental breakdowns my my one was particularly severe um, it was it was kind of almost stroke like you know I, I could hardly talk I couldn't walk for more than like 20 yards and I would spend you know I, I could only spend about a, a couple of hours at the most awake at any one time and nearly all day when my wife was at work I was asleep in bed um, I was told at the time that because of the severity of my breakdown I need to get used to the fact that it will be a minimum of a year before I'm back to wellness, and um, and that was hard. And you know, and and I, um, you know, that there was attempts on my life. I didn't, I didn't want to deal with a year of this, right? Um, but look, I, my 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 kind of aha moment was that um, I. I basically learned that you can work on your mental well-being um, through a process which is actually called neuroplasticity, right, where um, you're just making very small positive changes to the way your brain works. Um, and you can do that just by listening to the right material. Like I, I At the time, I found it... Um, I was using all of the, I, I, I'd been recommended all these different types of apps. I didn't want to do any of them. You know, those, those asking me to do things I didn't want to do. I could, I could hardly, I could hardly read a paragraph right, of a book without not remembering what I just read. Like, that's how, that's how it was. Um, but what I discovered is that if you've got the right material and you just kind of play that stuff on repeat even while even while you're not consciously listening while you're while you're sleeping it works on your brain um and i made up my own playlist i just basically stole stuff from youtube right um and i i remember i i i i i, I learned how to do audio um what do you call it apps that basically where you can cut out audio and things like that and all the bits that didn't resonate I didn't like I took out and and I would just put this stuff on and to cut a long story short um I was back to work within three months you know that is
0: incredible
1: yeah and um my my care workers thought I was faking it it was quite funny I I remember I remember laughing saying no I I actually feel okay but the thing was is and, and this is where it comes back to that narrative about mental well-being right is is a, a shift had happened right where it was no longer about being well it was I, I discovered this new pathway I, I discovered that um you know the way I react to things and the way I think about things and my belief system, all of that had started to shift. So I I you know I almost became addicted and I I kind of just wanted to do more and more of it. You know, I learned I learned I started um reading about Buddhism and all kinds of things. Um, but the 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 second the second kind of shift really came probably two years later when, um, I think, you know, I was, I was running a consultancy at the time and things weren't really going that well. Um, and at that same time, you know, there was some really high profile suicides, you know, Avicii, um, Anthony Bourdain, and there was all of this stuff in the media. And I I kind of remembered back to what, um, worked for me and, um, and i thought you know i wonder if there's something in this that let 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 let's, let's do something so so that that was kind of the, what led to what i'm doing now
0: and thank you for sharing that because it's so important that we realize that sometimes things happen to us But it also happens for us, for us to grow, for us to get outside of the comfort zone. And I did a segment a while back called Pain to Purpose. Sometimes we endure the pain, but while enduring that pain, it's not always fun or pretty, but it's that pain that helps us ignite or pushes us into purpose. And I want you Mm -hmm. to talk about your company, Ever Yellow, and then we'll close out this segment in a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so base, basically, what one of the things um, after kind of researching the domain, um, I basically found that, especially when people are in a kind of a, a lower level of mental well-being. Um, the current um, crop of apps out there are actually very challenging for them. Um, You know, they often require um, people to kind of take time out of their day that they find difficult. You know, maybe they've got children, maybe they're they're working or running a couple of jobs. They they often require them to do things that they just don't want to do, you know, write a letter to your future self or, or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing that stuff, but when you're in that mind space, you just don't want to do that stuff, right? Um, And what I, what I, um, and and the but the biggest thing of all is people just didn't just don't enjoy using them. They're not an enjoyable experience. Um, So very, very, I actually was quite disappointed to learn that out of all of the apps that are out there, very few of them have actually got any proven efficacy. So I wanted to really create something that genuinely worked and was highly accessible. People could use it anytime, anywhere. Um, so that's what we did with Ever Yellow. Um, what, what Ever Yellow uh, so EverYellow is kind of, um, what I'd call it is like a, a mental conditioning app. And, um, um, and the way it works is when you put your, I mean, you can play it on your car stereo if you want to, but you it's best with headphones. But you, you literally every time you press play, we we create a brand new session for you, which is a which is a like a mix of um, um, narrated content um, and and over top of like music and sounds. Um, And every time you listen, you're just making small. But you know, significant adjustments to your mindset, and um, people enjoy using it. You know, and it's 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 helping people in so many ways, and we're very we're very very pleased with the results it's getting.
0: That is amazing. And the name of it, I think I said it incorrectly. It's every yellow instead of ever yellow.
1: No, ever yellow.
0: Oh, ever yellow. That's so I said it. Okay, correct. And yeah, I'm so yeah. glad that you took something and you made it into something that was conducive for everyone based on you not seeing what you wanted in the market. So you said there was a gap and I have what can fill that gap. And that was ever yellow and you introduce that to the market because you wanted to not only help yourself but help other people who were going through something similar and that's amazing so congratulations on that and thank you so much alan for being vulnerable being transparent and being authentic during this segment and just open up and talking about your childhood talking about the traumas talking about your attempts of suicide and now talking about your road to recovery and the incredible things that you are doing to leave an imprint drive an impact and be the world changer and I want you to tell the listeners and the viewers once again who you are how they could connect with you on social media and leave us with one or two gems as you know the mission is to educate inspire and motivate when you are on gems dropping gems (laughs)
1: um yeah so so look um first of all um ever yellow is a social impact business so um we've we've made a very comprehensive version of Um, ever yellow uh, available for free to everyone we never want we never want money to be a barrier to well-being so you can go to the um i mean the easiest way is to go to the website um www.ever and that will have the links that will tell you about the app you know and how you can use it um and then it has the links to the apple and uh, google app store Um, the um yeah so uh, you can connect with me uh, um you know every yellow app uh, uh, on facebook and um uh instagram um and i I have a profile on if you search my name on linkedin um, i'm I'm on there as well um in terms yeah you've caught me out two gems have i got to give you right okay well I, i think i think um I think one of them is just, you know, especially to those people that kind of may be in a, let's talk about two different people. The people that that are in a bit of a dark space right now, you can do it, you know? And there's, there's like, I I remember um, thinking, look, life isn't really worth living. I don't want to be in this life, but I'm so, so glad that I was not successful, right, Uh, in in trying to take my life because there is you know um there's so much good that you that can come out of it and and uh, what have you for those people that are just kind of on that treadmill of life you know um you can you can unlock so much opportunity um and it's 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 really it's it's one of those things that it's hard to explain why you should do it until you actually experience it once once you start experiencing the benefits of a fit mind you you really start seeing how it can unlock all kinds of opportunity
0: Amazing, Alan. Thank you so much for sharing those gems. And listeners and viewers, you just heard Alan Cox here on Gems. I want to remind you that you are a masterpiece. You were created for a purpose. You do matter. And don't ever let somebody place limitations on you. Don't allow people to dim your light. And don't allow your mindset to cause you to retreat. But pull up and pop. And POP is prepared on purpose, an acronym that I came up with because I believe in you and I know you are destined for greatness, but believe in yourself and see yourself as a precious gem because somebody needs you to be your true authentic self so you can make this world a better place. And until we chat next time, peace, love and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Share it with a family member or a friend that may be struggling with mental health or that you think this segment is going to resonate with. And don't forget to subscribe to our video component on YouTube, Gems with Genesis Amara's Camp. Have an amazing day.